Welcome to Central Moments again today. I want to take you back into late Old Testament history. The temple that Solomon had built had been destroyed by the Babylons. People of God had been taken captive by the Babylons, by the Babylonians, and then uh, the Babylonian Empire is conquered and a new leader, a Medo-Persian leader by the name of Cyrus, King Cyrus, he emerges and uh, after 70 years of captivity in ba Babylon, he repatriates some of the prisoners back to Jerusalem and actually orders the rebuilding of the temple that had been destroyed, Solomon's temple. This is the second temple. It would be an enlarged version of this temple that Jesus would later walk into uh, 400 years later. So, so in this process, the people of God go back. Ezra in the Old Testament, in the book of Ezra, describes how they lay the foundation. And then, because there's a lot of political op uh, opposition to the Jews reestablishing their temple in Jerusalem, and because there's not a lot of resources, they lay the temple and then abandon it. And 16 years go by where you have a temple foundation and that's it. This is when Haggai, uh, the third last book of the Old Testament, the third last prophet of the Old Testament comes, comes along. And Haggai says in verse 2 of chapter 1, this is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. So for 16 years we've been saying, I don't think it's the right time to do this. I know I've been through building projects with churches. It's very easy to think, oh, I don't know if this is the right time. I don't know that we got enough money. And, uh, and, and so he quotes what the rhetoric is. This, this is the popular line. Um, yeah, there's a foundation, there's some weeds growing there now, but it's still not the right time to build the temple. Then in the next verse, Haggai, who's just notorious for getting right to the heart, he, uh, he, he gives the what's wrong with this picture word next. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains a ruin. Hey, guys, says you're saying it's not the right time, but what's wrong with this picture? Your houses are all finished and furnished, and God's house is still desolate. What is wrong with that picture? He says as a result, if we were to keep reading in that chapter, he said, he said there's just a loss you're inheriting as a result of your priorities above God's priorities. He said, you'll notice you're, you eat, but you never seem to have enough to eat. You make wages, but you put that money in purses that seem to have holes in them. It's like there's just never enough money because your priorities have superseded God's priorities. You're living out of God's order, and something in life is not working right. As, as much as you try for me, 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 and put my priorities first, uh, you, just keep, you just keep taking one step forward and two steps backwards. And that's why I love what Jesus said. Because you say, well, this is, that's Old Testament. Come on. Jesus weighs into this in a powerful way in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, verse 13, where he said, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Those are three very powerful words. He calls us as his followers to seek the kingdom, to seek God's priorities. Kingdom is where Jesus rules. The kingdom of Christ where his rulership goes, seek that and its advancement in the world and its advancement in your own heart above all else. Seek it above all, all else. And live righteously, he says, and he will give you everything you need. Unlike that, that loss. I mean, when you grip 
like what I need first, you kind of lose it. But Jesus says, if above all else you will put me first, then what you need, I have this amazing way of supplying. I call this verse the verse that got me through college. I, I didn't have enough money all, a lot of the time, and I didn't have enough time to lead a Bible study that grew into ministry, that grew into university church that's still there 40 years uh, later and was a result of me doing what I'm doing today. It, it's like God proved his word. If you, with your time and with your money, put me above all else, watch me come in and help you reach your potential and live out my calling and swell your life with my provision and abundance. So as we pray today, Father, we ask you give us the courage. Give us, above all else, courage. Lord, not to live with our own lives furnished and finished and everything we want and then nothing left over for you. Forgive us for this, Lord. And help us instead to seek your kingdom above all else. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.